0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lundler. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur. And week one, the NFL season is underway. Last night, we had a quite, not last night, two nights ago, we had quite the matchup between the Lions and the Chiefs. We'll get to that game in just a second. But uh, just previewing the rest of the episode, we're going to be going through each game on Sunday and Monday and giving you our picks for who we think is going to win and why. But, Caleb, we'll flash it back to Thursday night. This was quite the game. Um, The Lions ended up winning 21 to 20. You and I both thought they were that you and I both think they're winning the division, but you and I both thought, you know, they were a little overhyped. You know, we think the Chiefs were going to cruise to win here, but Travis Kelsey not playing had a big impact. Kadarius Toney had multiple huge drops, including one that ended in a 50 yard pick six. Caleb, people are quick to crown the Lions after this one. But what did you see on Thursday uh, that made you more encouraged or less encouraged about the Lions and the Chiefs in 2023?
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't take a whole lot from the game. I think the Chiefs, well, you would think the receiving core is not going to have that many drops again. And obviously, when Kelsey comes back, that's a huge lift because he is he's a tight end, but he really is an elite receiver. So it's I'm not too worried about that. And if Chris Jones will be back eventually, I think that'll make the defense a little bit better. Mm-hmm. For the Lions, yeah, honestly, I would have probably liked them to see win by a little bit more, considering all the drops and the pick six. Yeah, but I mean, it was they still won a game that when I did my predictions and having them winning the division, I didn't have them winning. Mm-hmm. So it's still, you know, a game that I technically didn't predict that they win. So that's a big boost, and that's really good. But uh yeah, I honestly can't take a whole lot from it because the Chiefs I don't think are ever gonna be that bad again, or at least probably not close to that, especially in the receiving core. And then the Lions, I mean, you know, they were okay. Brian Branch pick six. I've been like that. I,
0: I told yep. you it's first round pick right there. Big agenda, but, big agenda win for both of us. That was pretty huge. The second I watched it, yeah, I texted you, I was like, Yes, Brian Branch doing something good. This is great for us. Yeah. Um
1: Gibbs, I think, will probably get more touches as the season goes on and then you know Jared Goff he played okay but considering that he historically has played pretty not great in Detroit when he's been on the road in a loud outdoor stadium you know he, he was pretty good by his standards for that so I think any time it was it the prettiest win no would I like them to win by a little bit more considering the circumstances yes but it was still a win is a win. And it
0: was a, a win on
1: against a good team on the road. So you got to take those.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that if this game happened in like happened in like week nine, we would be we'd be more concerned about the Chiefs. But we'd also I think we'd be giving the Lions a little more credit. I mean, I understand like I know I, I texted you. I, I think that they should have won by a lot more. I think people who are quick to say, OK, they're the second best team in the NFC. That's a little far. Um, I think that they they. Shot themselves in the foot a lot. They had a lot of missed opportunities. The offense didn't really look fantastic. Goff looked looked fine, and he looked better than he usually does outdoors. But, I mean, like, if he's normally 2 out of 10 outdoors on the road, he was a 4 out of 10. Like, he still wasn't great. He was just a little bit better, which is encouraging. Nonetheless, the defense played quite well. They took advantage of what they had. I mean, they did a good job. I thought they got to Mahomes pretty well all night. Aiden Hutchinson looked great. They did. Uh, Brian Branch, nice pick six, obviously. Um, kind of the game-turning play there. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown in the second half. Lions can take a lot of credit from that. Um, but also, I think we do need to like kind of almost like zag here and give the lions a little bit of credit um because this is a big win for them i think they were motivated they were fired up this was basically i think you could say this was like their early season super bowl like they knew the world would be watching Mm -hmm. they really got up they really got fired up i think it felt like to be honest it felt like the chiefs never really wanted to win this game that badly um especially with the kelsey being out i felt like they were a little demoralized a little hungover um from this super bowl and obviously you know the banner being raised is great for them and, you know, boost some morale, but I, I just, I thought that they never really got up for this one. Um, and at no point seemed like they were firmly in control and were going to win the game. Obviously that pick six was huge, but I think at the end of the day, the lions, uh, get a lot of credit outside of just that lucky play of, you know, having this nice win on the road. I still think there's their ceiling in Florida. doesn't change for me. Um, this was just them taking advantage uh, of a team that they played better than, and that gave them a lot of, gave them a lot of freebies, had a lot of mistakes. So, A lot of credit to the Lions. Dan Campbell, excellent coach. You could see, I think he coached the team very well tonight. He did punt on like a fourth and two from like inside Chiefs territory. That I thought was a little weird, but he's a little conservative with that. Other than the, you know, the fake punt in the first quarter. Other than that, I thought he had a lot of good game management decisions and worked the end of the game pretty well. Now we'll move to Sunday, uh, making some picks here. Uh, Caleb, we got a lot of divisional matchups. Let's see where to start, where to start. Actually, you know, we'll start a pretty interesting one. The Titans are on the road playing the Saints. New Orleans a three-point favorite in the Superdome. You and I are both a little higher on the Titans than most people. You're higher on the Saints than I am. How do you think this game shakes out in the Bayou?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really good one. I think this is one that's going to be, you know, pretty close. I think, you know, Tannehill, Derek Carr, I don't think there's too much of a gap there. I think... Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Saints have the better receiving core, but you know, DeAndre Hopkins should be fresh. I don't know yes. how it'll be at the yeah. end of the season, but he should be good and fresh right now. And then uh, Alvin Kamara is suspended right now. So that's obviously not great for the Saints, but they still have Jamal Williams. Ah, I really don't know. I think. This is the games that I talked about when we did our NFC preview. The games of why I have the Saints eleven and six because mm-hmm. I have they play so many games against not great quarterbacks and I kind of gave them most of those games. So yeah. I'll give them yeah. this one um, because I think Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. He's he's a good. Guy, right, I think. It, yeah, I don't no, know no, he should I don't play. I've seen yes. nothing to
0: say he won't play.
1: So. Yeah, I know. I just I, you never know these days, seriously. but seriously uh but be, because of that I mean if he's gonna be there when he's on the field he's good so I think the Saints are gonna have pretty good receiving card Jamal Williams can hold it down for sure uh Derek Carr I think like I said is, is I think he's gonna have a good use so it really is a coin flip game for me but we know in most of those I do go with the home team so I'll go with the Saints here I think it'll be a close one and honestly pretty low school probably a couple big plays from Chris Olave might be the difference
0: yeah, um, I, I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I have the Titans win in this game. I mean, you want to talk about freshness. This Titans team is talented, but just always get decimated by injuries. They've got everyone back. Yeah. Hill's playing. Hopkins is playing. Derrick Henry is playing. I feel like his name hasn't been thrown around at all this offseason. He's playing. Rabel's going to get him fired up. I think their floor is higher. They've got the better head coach. I like the Titans in this matchup, and I understand the Saints are at home. It's a pretty hard place to go and win. But I think you look at two quarterbacks that aren't that far apart, and the Titans have the far better running back, especially with Kamara out. I think their receiving core is close enough. And the Titans, I think, I don't know, their defense isn't as talented, but it might be a little better. Coach, we'll see. I think this game is really yeah. close. I'm surprised the spread is three. I feel like was, I thought it was going to be a little closer than that. Um, but yeah. I guess a field goal makes about, like about a field goal makes sense. Um, that being said, I'm going with Titans in this one, Caleb. This is what I picked in my uh, big predictions, and that's what I'm going to pick now. I think this team is good. I think it's better than people want to give them credit for. I think with everyone healthy, Jeffrey Simmons, all that, um, I think they're going to do a good job, especially I think they're going to get to Carr a lot more um, than the Saints defensive line is going to get to Tannehill. I think the Saints' biggest strength is their secondary. And while that's very useful against teams that throw a lot, it's not useful against the Titans because they're going to give Derrick Henry the ball 25, 30 times. And this is like early in the season. The Titans always start the year well before everyone gets hurt. And so I think they'll they'll hammer King Henry a lot. Um, and the Titans will win the game. I think the Titans will for sure cover. I think the Saints win. They might like hit a game when field goal, go win by one or two. Um, but I, I like the Titans in this matchup. Let's see. Uh, we got a couple other pretty good one o'clock games. We'll uh, we'll we'll bring it to, you know, we'll go your team first and my team second. Bengals at Browns. Joe Burrow signing that massive extension today. That's a that's a topic for another podcast. But, you know, Bengals, they've got everyone. Everyone's going to play. I mean, Joseph Osai is not going to play, but he wasn't going to get much run in the first week anyway. Browns meanwhile they have everyone as well we're not missing a lot of guys on either team Cincinnati a two-point favorite on the road Caleb I think you and I both have the same pick here but who have you gone with for this Bengals-Browns matchup
1: yeah that's another coin flip one but I'm going with the Browns I mean when Mm -hmm. we did our AFC preview I had every single AFC North team going three and three in division so I'm going to stick with that go with the home team but I mean the Browns have just had the Bengals number similar in a way that even though they've been better sometimes, like mm-hmm. the 49ers have just owned the Rams, even when the Rams won the Super Bowl. yeah, You know, they just won up until this year. They'd won like nine straight against them or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and with it being in Cleveland, and I think, you know, obviously Joe Burrow should be good, but he didn't really, hasn't practiced in a long time. And he could be a little bit rusty. Maybe the calf is not w- totally 100%. Mm-hmm. So I could see it not being his best game. Remember week one last year when he missed most of the offseason, he had a really rough game against Pittsburgh. So I, d- I don't think it'll be that bad, but I think it, it it won't be his best game, I guess, especially against that great uh, rush with Myron Garrett. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson will be fine. I think that's really going to be the Browns this season. I think they're going to be fine. They're fine everywhere. Yeah. I think they'll use Nick Chubb a lot. He's fresh. Running backs early is always good because they're, they're fresh, haven't taken the hits yet. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. But I uh, I think the Browns are in a little bit better spot here, a little less rusty. And they're at home and they've had the Bengals number. So I'll go Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I Listen, I love Cincinnati Bengals. Diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan. Almost my whole life, they are not going to win this game. I have seen this movie too many times. I this is this has been the story of my life. Uh, the Browns are going to win this game. Burrow is he was he was off coming off the appendix. I mean, I feel like this game flies under the radar when people talk about the craziest game of the season. Bengals Steelers in week one last week was nuts. Burrow threw four interceptions in the first half. In the first half, and then was wasn't they like
1: five missed field goals? Or yeah, something?
0: it was crazy. Yep, the Bengals long snapper got hurt. Halfway through the game. I think he like tore his hamstring like off the bone or something. So they have to bring in their third string tight end, the long snap. Uh, so, you know, Bengals losing the whole time. They tie the game late with a touchdown. Extra point wins it because there's literally zero seconds on the clock. Extra point wins it. They trotted it up, uh backup long snapper, snaps it too slow. And who was it? Minka Fitzpatrick blocks the field goal. Tied, go to overtime. Bengals miss one off a high snap. Steelers miss one. Bengals go three and out. Then the Steelers finally make one. I mean, God, it was a crazy game. But to me, it was just the epitome of the Bengals in week one. It's just it's kind of how it's that's going to happen. I think we're going to get a very similar situation this year. I think that they're a little rusty. I think they're honestly, Caleb, I think they're looking ahead to next week. I mean, next week against the Ravens is a huge game, huge game early yeah. in the season. And so I think they might be focused on next week a little bit. Um, I think they might not be taking the Browns as seriously as they should. And also there's like some weird voodoo magic with the Bengals in week 1. Um especially with Burrow coming off this calf, I'm a little concerned he won't be at 100%. I think he'll be a little timid. That was a problem last year coming off the appendix, he was a little timid. It took him a couple weeks to finally get into a rhythm and be that quarterback we know was so good. So, I think in this matchup, I've got the Browns, they're at home. Um, I think they're going to ground and pound. I think the Bengals are going to be they're not going to really wake up and get up for this one like they should. I would absolutely love to be wrong, but I don't think I am. So you and I both have the Browns winning. Um, I I just I just I I, I see it, Caleb. I feel like when you're looking for losses on the Bengals schedule, this one just seems really obvious and and really likely to happen. It is. It's just it's they're on the road looking ahead to next week. Burrow's coming off. It's just it's an awkward and weird stuff always happens in week one. Speaking of weird stuff happening in week one, Niners Steelers. This one's quite intriguing. I think you and I also have the same pick here, um, but this one's in Pittsburgh. The Niners have everyone and Nick Bosa back. I think you and I were a little concerned Bosa was gonna, wasn't gonna was going to play, um, but he yeah. seems to be back. He pay, they paid him a, a lot a lot of money, a lot of money, um, but they paid him. And so he will take the field for the Niners along with Brock Purdy, uh, who hasn't had a ton of practice action against the Steelers team. That's kind of been the offseason darlings of a lot of people, including you and me. Caleb, how do you see this one shaking out in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I I just, I've been having Pittsburgh throughout the
1: whole offseason. I've had Pittsburgh taking this one. And Nick Bosa coming back does change a little bit. It, it definitely gives the Niners a little bit more of a chance for sure. But we've talked about, we love Pittsburgh's schedule over the first half of the season. And, and one of the big reasons is because. This is a great spot. This is probably the best spot to play the Niners because it's Rock Pote's first game back from a, a, an injury, especially against that great defense. I think he's going to be a little bit timid. I think he'll play fine, but I, I do think he'll be a little bit timid. Maybe not a bunch of deep throws with that elbow. So, And then and then the Steelers. I mean, we talked about it. I really like him this year. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be good enough. I think George Pickens is going to take a leap. And then I always trust Tomlin in that defense. So, I think this is going to be a really, really good game with a lot of talent. There's so much talent, especially on the defenses, uh, in the receiving core. It's mm-hmm. going to be a great game. It's, it's going to be one of the rare games where quarterback is probably not going to be the main thing. Yeah, uh, But I do think in the end it could be because I, I really think both of these rosters are great. So it could come down to Brock, Purdy, Kenny Pickett, who's better. And I think Purdy uh, coming off that injury, I do think Pickett is going to be a little bit better uh in the Steelers are at home. So I'll, I'll that's why I'm going with the Steelers.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers too. Uh this is just Mike Tomlin loves himself some week one. I mean I think he, yeah, the Steelers they, they, are really good at the beginning of the season. Every yep. year he can he can get them up, he can get him energized. I don't think he bought him Black Air Forces this time, but it'll be pretty funny if he did. You know, they they upset the Bengals in week one on the road last year. They upset the Bills in the week one the, the year before that. I think people don't talk. People forget that really happened. Oh, yeah. I think they blocked. I forgot
1: that. that. Yeah, they did.
0: Yeah, it was a great yeah. win for them. I mean, they always just pull off some shenanigans in week one. And this is a perfect opportunity for them. It almost feels so obvious that I would almost want to zag and pick the Niners. But it just feels like the perfect chance for the Steelers. It's this slightly depleted Niners team with a QB that, again, the jury's still out on him. People are, just are too quick Man. to say he's quite good. I'm still a little concerned about Brock Purdy long term, um, especially coming off this elbow injury week one. He, I think he's going to be a little shaky. Pickett, the offseason darling. He's had all offseason to prepare for this defense. Bosa's going to play. Is he in shape? Not really sure. He hasn't really been practicing. He might not play all this time. TJ Watt, though, ready and rare to go and killed the stats show when TJ Watt is on the field for the Steelers defense. Know. They are an exceptional unit and he has not. And this is like week one. He's not heard. He's going to show up. He's going to terrorize Purdy. He's going to terrorize Trent Williams all game. And I think the Steelers are going to walk out of the stadium with a win um, and a cover because San Francisco is a two and a half point favorite, which I think Vegas knows a lot of people picking the Steelers because I feels like that's a slightly lower line than I would imagine. Um, but the Steelers team this other team is going to win the game also over under 41 and a half that ladies and gentlemen, that's an under five. I've ever seen it. This thing is going to be like 13 to 10. That's just how Mike Tomlin wins football games. Um, All right, let's swing it over to a couple more divisional matchups. We'll get these. ah, I feel like these slightly boring matchups. Actually, you know what? We'll start with a pretty good divisional matchup. Panthers at Falcons. Caleb, with such a tight NFC South, every single game is really important for these teams, um, especially when they play each other, because, you know, a couple loss, a couple couple wins could really win you the division. The losses, you know, they'll come and go. But a couple wins, especially division wins, could give you a leg up this early in the season. Falcons are at home three and a half point favorites, Caleb. But it's Bryce Young's first game. Do you like the rookies juice or do you think the Falcons come out on top?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I like the Panthers a little bit more. I still don't have them making playoffs, but I like them a little bit more than a lot of people do. And I'm a little bit lower on the Falcons than most people. But I really like the Falcons in this spot. Mm-hmm. uh, At home in this division where a lot of games are coin flip, that matters. And then I just think, you know, Bryce Young. I mean, it's his first time we start. I saw some crazy stat, I think, where it's like, number one picks and the fir- number one pick quarterbacks in the first crew started like one in 13 in the last 14. Yeah. It's so I, I just yeah. don't think that he's going to have it. And then DJ Chark is out. That might've been the number one receiver with him and Adam Thielen. So yeah, that hurts the O-line. We know it's not great. So I just think this is just a bad spot for Carolina. I really do. I think the Falcons, I mean, Bijan, He's a rookie, but we know rookie running backs like him can get going immediately, so I think he'll have a great game. I think Kyle Pitt should be fresh. I think he'll have a good game, and Ritter will be good enough. He's got a bunch of talent around him. The offensive line is pretty good, Uh, so I think he'll play well enough to win, probably will play better than Bryce Young, and the Falcons just simply have more talent, and then Panthers, their defense is usually what they get. I don't know. I don't think Brian Burns is going to play. I don't think yeah. he is going to play. So it, that, I mean, that's a major loss on the defense. So I think the Panthers will get better as the season goes on. But this is just a really bad spot for them. They've got people out and it's just, it's not looking good. So I, I like Falcons a lot here.
0: Yeah. The Panthers, in my mind, just like a lot of other QB teams with young QBs, they're a second half team. I think they'll come on strong mm-hmm. as the season goes on. But in this first week, I've got to take the Falcons. They've got a much higher floor. They've got a a head coach who's been there. They've got continuity um, with their starting QB and they're at home. And I think that, I think there's all the factors pointing to them. Like you said, I don't think this is the best spot uh, for young. You mentioned DJ Chark being out. I think that's a pretty big loss for them. Obviously, you know, they could, you know, run the ball a lot, but I'm not sure that's the best idea against this Falcons defense, which seems to have some more strength in the D line that we, than we initially thought. And again, Ritter's going to be good enough. He's going to give the ball to Bijan Robinson a lot, and they're going to throw to Kyle Pitts. Not that much, but they'll throw to Drake London a fair bit. He's got the weapons around him. He's got the floor. He's got the accuracy. This Falcons offense will be just fine. And I think they will win, and I think they will cover. I think this feels like a pretty good I cover do. for I Atlanta. Agree. And I also feel like this feels like an over, uh, especially 40. That feels a little low. I think both these teams are good enough that I could, could definitely see this game ending up like, you know, 26-17 um, or 27-17, something like that. So I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. I think this feels like a a, a a pick I'm confident in, especially because, you know, you and I talked about this. When the two teams play each other in division, they tend to split. And when we pick the splits, we pick the home team. So picking the home team in this one. And we're going to move on to another divisional matchup, Jags-Colts. Now, Caleb, this one is pretty – I think this might have – this has the – okay, it does not have the second biggest line of the 1 o'clock slate. But I think people are quick to pick the Jags here. Anthony Richardson, first uh, – First game under Shane Steichen. Do you like the Colts juice here? Or or do you think the Jags can just walk away with this? You know, this is the, this is a weird game. I mean, a couple of years
1: ago, remember the Jags went one and 15. Their one win was week one against the Colts. Yep. Maybe we could see like an opposite of that. I mean, it, it, -hmm. it's, it is, it's always really weird when these two teams play. So uh, I, I don't know what to expect. I, would not be shocked by a Colts upset with it being in Indy, but I just cannot pick it. Yeah, Uh, I have to go with the Jags here. Anthony Richardson, is first start, there could be a little bit element of surprise because he is a unique player where I think he'll have a good game with his legs, but he is really rusty. So overall, I just don't think he's going to be that good because I just think he's really rusty. Uh, And then... And then the Jags. I mean, Calvin Ridley, he also could be a little rusty, but you know, he's at all offseason. I think he'll be good pretty quick. Uh, love that pickup, as I said before. So, I don't know. I think I like Shane Steichen, but Jags right now have the better coach. So, I think it's just simply better team, better coach right now, a better quarterback by a lot. And, and the Colts, they don't have a run game. You know, Jonathan Taylor's out. Zach Moss now is also, looks like he's going to be out. So, I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to move the football very well. I think they're going to rely on Anthony Richardson to run a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's going to lead to a ton of points. So, you know, maybe there'll be an element of surprise with them. That's possible. But the Jags are just a much better team. So
0: I had to go with them. I agree. Um, you know, I think if the Colts were fully healthy, I could certainly say, yes, you know, upset, blah, blah, blah. But no Jonathan Taylor, no Zach Moss, Anthony Richardson's first game, the defense in all, in all kinds of shambles. And this Jags team that knows they can, you know, pull off this kind of win. They're confident. They've got the comments off of last season. Trevor Lawrence is a very good QB. And again, Calvin Ridley's back. No one is hurt really for the Jags, and they've got they've got a, the better head yeah. coach. They've got the more seasoned head coach, and I think this feels like a, a pretty easy win for them, a pretty easy cover. Um, you know, the, you know the Colts are going to be feisty, and just like I, I just like I said, they're going to be a second half team. I think they'll come on strong yeah. as the weeks wind down. But in Week One, with Anthony Richardson and literally nobody else on that offense, I'm not sure I can trust him to throw because. Their best weapons are right now are their receivers and Anthony Richardson's legs. And I trust his legs. I'm not sure if I trust his arm just right now. So I'm going to have to pick the Jags. I just feel like it's uh, it's too obvious. Bucks, Vikings, another one. This one has a surprisingly small spread, Caleb. It's only Minnesota by five. Um, so does Vegas intrigue you to pick upset here with that lower number? Or do you think the Vikings can just cruise?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I just have to go with the Vikings. I think they're I, – I just don't – trust camp i don't trust the coaching staff right now uh they've got a new oc as well who did whatever um todd Bowles. we talked about it i don't i don't i'm not a big fan of him baker mayfield new offense new system he's not that great to begin with and it's first game in the new system i don't know i just it's an aging roster they've got some talent in spots they really do but i think i I think this is going to be a team that second half of the season trade deadline could move off like the mike evans
0: yeah i I think they're going to be I, I don't know.
1: I we talked me. about yeah, we talked about Cardinals. We think are going to be the worst team, but I, I I had Tampa the second worst team, so yeah. they could you know be watching Drake May highlights right now. So I I, I just I don't know. I, the Vikings, their defense is not going to be great, and I think for that Baker will actually have an okay game, but just not at the level that they need to overcome the talent disparity. Justin Jefferson against that secondary. That's going to be a big game at Minnesota. It really comes down to, I just don't think the Buccaneers are that good. So I have to go with Vikings.
0: Yeah, uh, I've got to go with the Vikings too. I'm really surprised by this line. Does Vegas know something we don't? Not really sure because this Bucs team, they have no quarterback. I understand Baker Mayfield has got a lot of NFL starts under his belt, but we've seen he's like kind of a fun energy juice guy to like bring in for one game and have him go a little crazy. (laughs) You're not winning a lot of games if he's your starter all season. I mean, the Panthers had his plan last year, and he could absolutely end up yeah. being waived by week six, just like he was with the Panthers. So this is the kind of situation where the Vikings they have Kirk Cousins, the painfully average. Also, they have Kirk Cousins at a one o'clock game. Hello, like right, Kirk yeah. Cousins, Justin Jefferson. The Bucks do not have the secondary to keep up with Jay Jettis, and Jordan Addison should you know show up. And I, I just, and you know, they, they just gave Hawkins in this big contract and, you know, they've got Alexander Madison in the backfield and a defense that's coached by Brian Flores, who is a better DC yeah, than they the don't Bucks have, they don't coach. have a lot
1: of talent, but they will be better coach. For sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think this team, I don't know, it's just this week, the Vikings, I, I'm just, I kill, I'm just befuddled by this line. I feel like they're going to win by 10, maybe 15 points because they're just, they're better, better QB at home. Like if it was in Tampa, I would understand, but you know, Tampa's yeah. got to come up. Playing the bank. Vikings is going to be rocking. They always sell that place out. Um, got to give Minnesota the edge here. So I think Minnesota wins and covers healthily. Let's see. Um, we got a couple other 1 o'clock here. These are both kind of poop factors, But we've got the two biggest lines of the 1 o'clock slate. Ravens, nine and a half point favorites at home against the Texans. This is kind of a similar spiel to what we're going to give. I feel like, or what we gave for Richardson and Young. But C.J. Stroud debut. It's coming against Lamar Jackson. First game in that new offense. Caleb, who do you like in Baltimore?
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually could see the Texans covering him. I think CJ Stroud is probably gonna have better days, a better day than young Ann Richardson. Yeah. The Ravens secondary is not great. It's it's not. But the Ravens obviously, you know, much more talented team, especially on the offense. Lamar Jackson, I mean, we've seen even like people have said, you know, he's declined a little bit since his MVP, every single year he has been fantastic in September. So I, I expect more of the same. I expect him to be fresh, really good. I think, you know, Zay Flowers is going to have a nice game. And he's going to be the wide receiver one pretty quick. And then Odell, he's healthy. I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy, but right now he should be as healthy as he can be. So with it in Baltimore, it's just too tough of a spot for the Texans team. that doesn't have a lot of talent. Uh, first year quarterback, first year head coach. I could see them keeping it sneaky for a while, maybe a couple big throws for CJ Stroud against that weak secondary. But yeah, the Ravens are just a much, much better team in most spots. Veteran quarterback now, much better coach. They they are not going to drop a game like this. They're too experienced and too disciplined to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, corners are depleted, uh, thin to say the least. So, like you said, I think you know the Texans might come out firing, might come out strong. Lamar might come out a little slow in that offense. Caleb, by the time the third quarter rolls around, the Ravens will they'll put their foot on the neck and they'll stop. I think they'll yeah. win this game pretty healthily. I think they'll cover the nine and a half. Um, I, I think Lamar is, 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 is out to prove a point this year. I mean, he got that big contract. Like everyone was talking, um, you know, with was like, pay him, don't pay him. He gets hurt all the time. Caleb Lamar in September is a different beast. I mean, we've seen this he's year and year really he's really good. in like the first four weeks of the season before any injuries set in before any setbacks occur, especially in this Todd Munkin offense, where I think he can take over a little bit more and kind of have things his way. Um, I think we're going to see a, a situation where Lamar might start slow, but really come on strong by the end of the game. And the Ravens uh, front seven will, I think be enough to kind of hold Damian Pierce from doing too much and kind of put the ball in Stroud's hands, which might be a little too much for the rookie in his first game. So Ravens come out on top. Feels like that's a safe and easy pick for both of us. Hence the, you know, the huge spread. But this brings us to the last one o'clock game to cover. Cardinals at Commanders. S- seven line. Seven line. I mean, I do they think this game's going to be six nothing? Very possibly. You and I, both Sam Howell guys, we're both very anti-Cardinals. I think we're both going to have the same pick here. Who do you think comes out on top at FedEx Field?
1: Hmm. This is going to be a stinker. honestly Oh yeah, my one, gosh. But...
0: No. Yeah first so i i actually have sunday ticket this year i'm very excited about it first time i ever had sunday ticket yeah i, I do tell you no,
1: YouTube that's good
0: i am not yeah. i'm not putting this game on for a second not once it's against my no, religious beliefs it's against my religious beliefs to watch clayton is, is clayton Tune? i don't know to watch i know it's josh dobbs now, watch I think it's josh, josh dobbs, dobbs it's and sam howe play against each other in an nfl setting chase young's not even gonna play like oh my god this game is gonna be i know this game's in the bin yeah
1: yeah, no, I, you know, Chase Young being out does hurt a little bit, but not much. The Cardinals are really bad. Gannon, <laughs> yeah. I I just, I don't know. Josh Dobbs, I would have no idea. It's going to be bad. I think the Commanders are not going to play great either, but I think they're going to cover the seven, honestly. Yeah, probably. I think Sam Howell against that defense is going to play pretty well, and I think it's actually like they sold out. The fans in D.C. are so excited about new ownership. I actually mm-hmm. think it's going to be rocking. Oh, I, sure. I really do. Um, so I think that that's obviously a little bit of an edge for the Commanders, too. The Commanders are going to look good, and there's definitely, I can see it now, there's going to be next week, there's going to be some, oh, the Commanders are sneaky, Sam Howell's yeah. sneaky. Yep. And, and they might be, but we're not going to learn anything from, from beating the Cardinals. So this is going to be like a, I don't know, like a 17-6 to 6 game or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but command who should close here, And I, I expect Sam Howell to have a good game because Cardinals are not it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like we should, we should start a category. With this. I don't know. Maybe we we'll call it like the free, like this, this is the free period game because it's just like in school. It's a free period. You're not learning anything because both these teams are going to play exactly how we expect them to play. This is not going to be a needle mover for either of these teams for either of these uh rosters. I mean, I think we're both very common. The commanders are going to win uh, Josh, Josh ball. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, I would be shocked if the Cardinals scored more than 16 points. I wouldn't be shocked if the Commanders scored more than 22. I I think that they're a good enough Mm. roster to win this game quite well. Even without Chase Young, I think they'll have a pretty nice day against the Cardinals offense. And so at the end of the day, Commanders come out. And like you said, this stadium will be rocking. They're very excited about that new ownership. I think they'll, they'll show out pretty well. Four twenty-five games now. We've got one, two, three, four, five of them. We'll start in Foxborough. This should be a pretty interesting one. The Eagles coming off that Super Bowl appearance, four-point favorites on the road against New England. These two teams—they've uh, got quite the history. But that was that was a that was two quarterbacks ago for both of them. So in this new era, Caleb, do you think the Patriots can start the season off with a win, or are you leaning Philadelphia in this one?
1: You know, we we both love the Eagles. We both think they're going to go like thirteen and four, something like that. Be really mm-hmm. good. Make the Super Bowl. Uh, but this is, I think, could be a little bit of a rough spot. It's a first time OC form. You know, it, it might, the offense is probably not going to be at its peak here. And then combine that with you facing Belichick. That could be a little bit rough and on the road. Uh, but I just, I just don't have the guts. I do not have the yeah. guts to pick Patriots. I go with the Eagles. I think the line is right. I know a lot of people see the line as like four and they're like, whoa, they should beat the Patriots by more than four. No, I think that line's right. I, I think this is a little bit of a rough spot for Philly. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be the, one of the ugliest games of the week. I think Jalen is probably going to have one of the worst games of the season, the offense as a whole. And then the Patriots' offense, we know, is not going to do much. So I I really honestly think this could be like a 17 or even like a 14 mm-hmm. to 10 game or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, which the Patriots will like, and they'll, it'll allow them to keep it close. But I think the talent disparity is just so much that I just can't pick Patriots.
0: I agree with everything you just said. The Eagles are a very good team, a very well-coached team, and a team that's led by a guy that's going to fire them up. I think they feel a little disrespected. Yeah. I think they feel like they have unfinished business, and I think that's definitely going to start and get going in the regular season before injuries or like negative momentum can set in. They're fired up. They're ready for this game. I think they'll win comfortably. I think they'll cover. I think the defense is going to look great um, without Jonathan Gannon heading it, and I also think they're playing against an offense where they're going to look great. Could Belichick yeah. drop some crazy stuff to make you know Jalen Hurts hand the ball off three times? Absolutely. 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 But that doesn't mean the Eagles are going to lose. They still got a great Mm -hmm. line and a great committee of running backs. So I think Philadelphia comes out on top in this one. I don't think it's too close, probably within probably within 10 points, maybe within 12. But I don't think it's it's too close. All right. Uh, Now we get to the divisional games at 425 Packers at Bears, Chicago. One and a half point favorite. That surprised me. I'm not going to lie to you. That surprised me a little bit. Vegas big on Chicago. Um, Caleb, I think there's a lot of hype around surrounding Justin Fields. I have kind of on this podcast pushed some hype on Jordan Love's name. I think he might be pretty good. This is gonna be a telltale sign for him. I mean, what Rogers always did was go into Chicago and win. We'll see if Love can do the same thing. Uh so who do you have coming out on top here?
1: Yeah, I, I have Chicago because this is one of those ones where it's like I had them splitting and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go with the home team and also. Joy and Love first start, well, not technically as first start, but first start truly as the join Love era. And then Christian Watson got ruled out yesterday, and I think that's kind of a big deal. I think he was a really good kind of like check down receiver who's really good at getting yards after catch. I, I really thought join Love was going to rely on him quite a bit this season, especially early as kind of a safety blanket, yeah. and now he can't do that. And yeah. with it being in Chicago, you know, Bears fans are so excited. I don't think they're going to be that great, but they would think this could be a Justin Fields eruption year. They're happy Aaron Rodgers is gone. So I think it's going to be a pretty hostile environment for joy and love. And, w- and without Christian Watson, that is just even a uh, not great receiving core. Now got even worse. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to hit it off so much. I, I hope people have Aaron Jones in fantasy. I think he's going to have a monster game, but, I just I don't think without Nancy. Christian Watson, I, I just don't think the passing game is going to be dynamic enough. Crowd's going to be into it. Uh, Bears are going to do just enough. We've talked about it. Justin Fields, I, I, he's going to be better. I don't think he's going to be a star, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be awful. Yeah. Right. So I think yeah. he'll be fine. I think he'll probably be better than Julian Love by a little bit. And uh, So I think it's going to be a close game. I think this is going to be an interesting game and a pretty big game because – you know, both these teams maybe could be fighting for, uh, you know, a wild card spot in the NFC coming into the season. Who knows? So, yeah. But I'll go Bears maybe by like three. I think this could be like a 17-14 game. So, I'll yeah. go
0: Bears. I see that. Um, I, I hear what you're saying a lot. And I, I agree with what you said. I think Watson being out makes me a little more skeptical about the result of this game. I think I'm a little more concerned about love without Watson being there. Granted, he's got Luke Musgrave, who looked great all camp. Still got. Um, I do like him. I yeah, like I think him. he's got. So he's got a safety blanket there a little bit in a fellow rookie. I'm going to call it love a rookie. Um, that being said, I still am picking the Packers to win. Because of what you said, they're going to hand the ball off 30 times. You know what the Bears' weakness is? Their defensive line. They can't that's stop true, the run. That's true. That's, That's like true. their biggest weakness. I think they would love for for them to they would love for love to try to air it out, you know, a lot because you know it's it's the windy city. Um, it's it's not going to be you know the temperature not temperature. It's going to be plenty warm, but they've got wind. It's going to be hard to throw the ball a ton. The secondary is is juiced up. It's it's athletic. It's long. Um, and if this crowd is really going to be into it. You can take the crowd out of the game by just getting five yards carry for three quarters, and then by all of a sudden you're up ten points in the fourth, and you can just put your feet up. I mean, I, I think that. If this was any other team, I'd be like, "Yep, totally." I could totally see the Packers losing. Love's going to be a little unconfident, especially without Christian Watson. The Bears, so many things about the Bears. Take not taking Jalen Carter. I understand he had some personal issues, but he was so perfect for that roster because they needed someone he like was. him so bad. And they take Darnell Wright instead. I understand you want to give Fields the the, like, the resources to properly evaluate him. I completely understand. But you've got holes, man, and one of those big holes, defensive line. You've got a lot of concerns in that area of the field. Eberflus jury's jury still out on him. Is he a good coach? I'm not sure. I think we can all agree um, that Matt LaFleur is a great coach. And I think the Packers have that edge and is, is their defense better? I think it's a little bit better. Is their offense more talented? Yeah. And so you want to give the bears the, the home field advantage. I totally agree. I completely see it. That being said, I, I think if the Packers when they will hand it off 30 times, they'll hand it off 40 times if yeah. they have to, because the Bears don't don't stop the run. They invested in their linebackers a lot in the offseason. But that defensive line, man, got concerns about it. I just I just think they won't be able to keep Jones in check, especially because he's so good outside the tackles. They won't be able to keep A.J. Dillon in check, especially because he's so good inside the tackles. This Packers offense, one of the reasons I was so high on it is that this running game, I think, is going to be so good. They've got such a good two-headed monster yeah. um, at RB. And so I think the Packers win this game off the back of their running game. And, and it's just, it's going to lead to some questions getting uh drawn up for the for the Bears because they're going to have to play in a division where a lot of teams run the ball a lot of the time. And if they don't know how to stop it, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. So I've got the Packers coming out on top on this one. So We'll move to another divisional game, 425 Raiders Broncos. This one is interesting, Caleb. You and I both have these teams third and fourth in the AFC West, but I think you could make the argument. They could both be a little bit better than where we've placed them. So this game could hold some more weight than we might give it credit for. But it's Jimmy G's debut as a Raider. It's Sean Payton's debut as a Bronco head coach. This one's in Denver. They're three and a half point favorites. Who do you think is going to win here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. This is probably going to be, when, I, at least for the
1: Raiders, probably one of their better games of the year mm-hmm. uh, because Jimmy Grapple is going to be healthy. And yeah, I don't know how true. long that's going to last. Um, and so I think Devontae Adams' fresh Hunter Renfro is, is healthy. He had some uh, issues with that. Michael Mayer, I really like him. So I think the Raiders' offense is going to be good. And the defense, the pass rush, should be pretty good too, although Chandler Jones is out, which is going to hurt somewhat for the cell of Max Crosby. but. I have to go with the Broncos here because, I again, I had these teams splitting, and I'll go with the home team. It is the altitude. It should be a pretty good environment. I think the Broncos are excited about Sean Payton. And then I think think Russell Wilson, I don't know how good he's going to be this season. I I know it will be better than last. But overall, I I still don't know how good. But I think he'll he'll come out. He'll want to prove something. I want to prove he's not washed. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. So I think this actually could be a pretty high-scoring, pretty fun game. Um, I don't think either of these teams are playoff teams, mm-hmm. but I think overall they're, they're going to play pretty well this game. And they're going to be, you know, interesting teams to watch still, I think. So yeah. uh, it's going to be a close game, but I'll, I'll go with the home team. Denver.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think this game has secret fun factor, just like you said. I mean, I think both these teams have a lot to prove. Uh, a lot of, and they, and they want to prove a lot of people wrong. I think these teams have, have been, especially after last season with the Broncos, they've got to prove that that was a one year thing. They're not going to be like that. The Raiders want to prove that they made the right decision by going with Jimmy G instead of Derek Carr. And part of me really wants to pick the Raiders the upset here. I mean, just yeah. for all the reasons you mentioned, uh, Avante Adams and Jimmy G, healthy playing Helen Redfro, Jacoby Myers, healthy playing Michael Mayer, healthy playing. Offensive of line fully healthy. It's just the defense is, I have just some concern outside of that pass rush and with Chandler Jones being out. That's not great for them either. I've I'm gonna I, I really want to. I really do. I just I just can't bring myself to on the road and get and I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be loyal and I'm sticking to my if the team's split in the division, I'm taking the home team both times rule. So, yeah. you know, give me the Broncos here. Cover, not so sure. I think they'll probably win by three, which means the yeah. Raiders cover. Um, and then phew, elsewhere on the Broncos side, they've got injuries, man. They've got a lot of them. They do. You, you, you know what, Caleb? Yeah. You know what? Scra- I'm switching it up. I'm picking the Raiders. I just talked yeah. myself into them. The wow. Broncos have, they've got, they've got injuries all over the place. I I really, I have, I have Broncos written down on my sheet, but I'm just, I'm looking at it and you know, Judy, Judy hurt Patrick, not even playing Sutton questionable. Are we sure Russell Wilson still got it? I understand Sean Payton's a floor raiser, but I think yeah. Jimmy G I don't know. I I just think the Raiders fully healthy and the Broncos banged up puts these two teams on enough. I put these two teams close enough that the game can really go either way. This game's got secret fun factor. Give me the Raiders. I I think they're going to score more points. I think they've got the better offense. I think I understand the Broncos have the better defense, but I just, I I worry, especially with Javante Williams, this is week one for him off that knee injury. I think they'll probably ease him back a little bit. And Samaje Piran, listen, I watched a lot of him. He run hard. He's a dog. He can't really be your number one running back for a whole game. So I'm not sure the Broncos will run the ball as much as they'd like to, to really get Wilson active in play action. And so I think the Raiders offense is going to be clicking a little bit more and have a little bit more success. And I think the Raiders are going to come out on top. Yep. I'm switching up my answer. Raiders win. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Yep. Raiders win. I'm confident in that. Go Vegas. All right. Two more 425 games to address. We'll keep it in the divisional matchups. Rams Seahawks, this one in Seattle, Seattle, five point favorite. No Cooper Cup, I think, or else this game would have been pretty good, pretty close, but no Cooper Cup. That being said, Kenneth Walker has some injury concerns. We're not really sure if he's going to play or not. He's, he's listed as questionable. So who do you come on? Who do you have coming out on top here?
1: Yeah, I thought this could be an interesting game. Cooper Cup being out is a, is really, honestly, a disaster. I think we both yeah. said we think the Rams are going to be okay this year based on their offense, but if they have injuries, the staff and or Cooper Cup, again, it could get really rough. Well, here we go. So uh, I would have to go Seattle. I mean, at home, mm-hmm. you know, they're really excited. They come off a playoff appearance that I nobody expected, honestly.
0: No, so, I don't know. I definitely uh, see it coming.
1: I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. I really did, but hmm. so it's it's going to be good. I think Kenneth Walker will be fine. I think he'll be good to go. Uh, JSN is playing.
0: That's uh, big Tyler for
1: DK Mack, Metcalf, yeah. Uh Offensive line should be better as it's you know because it was two rookie tackles last year, so it uh, should be better. And then the defense, you know, there's some concerns, but you know, I think it'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be good in the second. Maybe. So. Uh, I just I don't know. I think without Cooper Cup, there's not much to throw to the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald is just simply bad. So uh, I thought this could be an interesting, fun game with maybe even potential playoff, you know, wild card things, which it still could, I guess. But now with Cooper Cup out, I, I think Seahawks win this one pretty comfortably.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um uh, with a lot of what you just said. Very, very high on Seattle this year. Like I like I mentioned JSN coming back is going to be huge. He's it's going to be huge because he he can play and get integrated into the offense without having to do it on a practice field. I think I'm a little worried yeah. that he like, you know, like buddy had wrist surgery a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be like 100%. But I think it's good that he's in uniform. I don't
1: think he will a huge, role. Probably.
0: Yeah, he's in uniform. He's suited. He's booted, and, and he can kind of, you know, run some routes. Maybe not get, you know, I think I'm, I'm sure he won't get more than six targets. Um, maybe not get tons of looks, but nonetheless. Be a part of the team on this on on game day. See what DK and Lockett are doing, and I think because Caleb, I, he's a big sleeper for me. For we didn't, we didn't do awards picks this year, unfortunately. You know that dawned upon me a couple of days ago, but I think he's a real sleeper for rookie of the year. I mean, he could come on so yeah. strong, especially if none of the QBs really separate themselves. I think he could come on so strong in the second half of the season. He's so good. He's so talented that he could be a real weapon for Seattle as they make their playoff push. But for week one, uh, they've got enough good receivers in the building already. They've got Geno. They've got two good running backs. Even if one of them can't play, they'll be fine. Offensive line, I think it'll be interesting to get a look at that. And unfortunately, I think, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use my term again, I think it's a bit of a free period for the defense because I don't think they're going to learn anything. Um, the Seattle defense, we, we, want to take, we want to know, can this unit be trusted or not, if this team is going to make a, a, a run in the postseason. But when you're playing a Rams offense without Cooper Cup, Not really sure that that's going to be the best assessment. I'm not sure we're going to see what, like, we're going to see something from them that can move the needle for us in a direction to have us say something about this team that we feel confident. Again, it's week one, so, you know, things are going to get overblown, but I just don't think we're going to learn a ton about Seattle's defense in this game. And on the L.A. side, like you mentioned, they're totally messed. They're totally screwed with no Cooper Cup. I mean, you and I said it a million times. You know, I I stuck them at seven and ten because I was like, they could be higher, they too. could be lower. Yeah. It's all about the health. So we stuck them right in the middle. And this is a bad start if they want to stay healthy. Um, it just there's just there's not a lot of juice for them offensively. Sean McVay's gonna have to work miracles, and and so I'm gonna give the Seahawks the edge here. Two actually one more 425 game. A lot of weirdly high amount of 425 games. Dolphins, Chargers. This one I think I'm this might be CBS's game of the week. I'm not positive. I think it's probably the best of the 425 th- games. In terms of how close it's going to be, neither team is missing anyone super, super major, except for Teron Armstead. He's out for the Dolphins, kind of a big blow for them. In terms of weapons-wise, nobody's missing anyone too crazy. The defenses are equally equally injured, where like, they admit they're missing one guy. Um, so, I don't know, Caleb, I-, I want to hear what you have to say about this, because I think this game could be close. It could be good, but who do you have coming out on top here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. We talked about this every week. Throughout the season, there's just AFC, AFC matchups that are going to be huge. And even though it's week one, I think this really does have big playoff implications. I really do, because I think both of these teams could be around that like 10 and 7 range fighting for that last spot. And we could look up week 18 and say, oh, wow, that Dolphins Chargers game ended up deciding who got the last wildcard spot. That's entirely possible. Uh, But I, I have to go with the Chargers here. Uh, You know, Armstead being out, like you said, is a big blow. I think Tua, honestly, I could see him being a little bit timid. I mean, he's still, the last real game he played in was, what, the Packers game on Christmas where he got a concussion and played terrible. So, I I think he could be a little bit timid. I think Mike McDaniel might be a little bit timid. Everybody on is a little bit, like, walking on eggshells with him this season. So, I, I don't know, but... Uh, the offense is going to be good, though, still. Uh, I just don't trust the O-line a whole lot. And the Chargers D-line, I think, should have a really good game. Herbert, obviously, is going to be good. Callen Moore, I like that. Um, I'm a little bit low on the Dolphins than most people a lot because of Tua uh, and just health. And with the O-line being out, that does not help cases at all. Mm-hmm. So I I think this could be a close game. It should be a fun game. With Tyree killed Jalen Water, you know, no matter what, the Dolphins will put up points. But you know, Ramsey's out as well on the defensive side, so I actually think Chargers are going to win, and I think they're going to cover the the three points. Where okay. I really do, I think I think they just got uh, you know more weapons, and I think they got a better O line, and, and with a big OC improvement, I think Herbert is going to be the much better quarterback uh, in the game. So Dolphins are fine, and they're going to be fine, but I I really like the Chargers here. I think this is really a good spot for them.
0: Yeah. I agree I have the Chargers winning this game for a lot of the reasons like you said I think McDaniel will be a little nervous with Tua they don't want to overexert him in week 1 because if he gets hurt they're totally they're they're really in the bin I like the over-under being high here. I think this will be a high-scoring game regardless. I think both defenses have holes and have weaknesses, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. They just have the better QB in this matchup. I'm not even going to mention the fact that they're at home because that's really not a big deal for them, but I think they've got enough offensive talent. You know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't hurt yet. Again, like this is the best part about week one is that these guys who we feel like are perennially injured are actually playing. And so for that reason, I mean, this Dolphins offense, not Dolphins, this Chargers offense is good. They've got everyone they need to, to be successful and they're not missing anyone too major and i think they're going to have a nice game against this dolphins defense and especially with Teron arm set out against joey bosa i've got to give the chargers the edge on that side of the ball so i think la wins speaking of la uh Schefter just broke the news that cup's going on ir and so he'll be out for four uh, weeks I, at I, least. I,
1: it, it sounded like it sounded like it was leaning that one
0: mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's oof
1: it, it they, they
0: might be I don't the, the floor might fall out on this team. Now I'm getting really worried. I think the floor might fall out on this team. I mean, they're in big I'd, trouble, I've, dude. No, I'm not just I a bullet. I almost picked and Cup 10. in fantasy this year. He went to pick right before me, and I really wanted no. him too. I thought people were sleeping on him. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy I didn't pick him. But yeah, you were saying,
1: yeah, no, I think I, I don't know about my seven and ten prediction now. I think it, yeah, could yeah, I agree. Be both Although. Finger, they were probably going to lose the f- games anyway, because what he's going to miss Seahawks 49ers, which True. they're going to lose anyway. they
0: lose anyway. Colts now though. I had them win yeah. that game.
1: I don't, I don't know. Yeah,
0: we'll see. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah geez, that's, that's tough for them. Caleb, I, I mean, it's going to sound a little crazy here. Uh, I'm just saying, I've, we've seen this before. Uh, he might not play a game this season. This happened to AJ Green in 2019. <laughs> sprained his ankle. He sprained his ankle real bad in training camp. And everyone's like, he'll be back. He'll be fine. He'll be back. He'll be fine. And every yeah. week it was like, we'll see next week. They we'll see next week. O- we'll see next week. And all of a sudden, and yeah, exactly. And the Bengals started like 0 and 9, and so like they never brought him in. And, and the same thing I feel like is happening with Cup. I feel like, I don't know, Caleb, I, especially if they start really bad. So he signed that deal right after the Super Bowl, um, like you mentioned. And I'm. I mean, Yikes, man, they—they're in trouble. If you ask me, I—I I think the future as well. Of that fr- I mean, that future for that franchise already was in not in the best shape. But now with him out four weeks, but yeah, it'll be weird. Okay, that just that just broke. Thought I'd mention it. Um, Sunday night football is a pretty good divisional matchup as is many of these games in week one. We've got the Cowboys at the Giants. Now I do not have either of these teams making the playoffs. You have one of these teams making the playoffs, but both these teams made the playoffs last year. And I think we could see a pretty good matchup Dallas three and a half point favorites on the road. Dables likely to fire the squad up. Caleb, who do you have coming out on top in this one?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, we've said this so many times this week, I had them splitting and I'm going to go with the home team. I know Cowboys favorite by three and a half is quite a bit. More yeah. Than it was, field that goal. was
0: weirdly really high. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Darren Wallow did show up on the injury report, but I figure he'll still be mostly healthy and gonna play. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, week one should be fresh. Um, I I really I just don't know. I just don't know about the Cowboys. I do have them making the playoffs, but it's I do have them being kinda of worse than last year. It is a new offense. Week one that could be, you know, a little bit rough. So Tony Pollard first game back from his injury. And and obviously divisional game, you love to go with the home team, there. So I don't think this is going to be you know a super high quality game. Honestly, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Cowboys defense is going to be really good, mm-hmm. and then the Giants defense should be pretty good as well against Cowboys defense. Uh, Cowboys offense that I think is going to struggle a little bit early, but just divisional game, have them splitting. Really have to go with the home team. I, I'm really surprised that Atlanta, I have Giants who I think Daniel Jones will do just enough in that Dable system. Waller will make a couple of big catches and uh Saquon Barkley will have a good game. And and it'll be another lower scoring game, I think like 2017, something like yeah. that. Uh Giants.
0: Yeah, I think this will be I think this will be a, a close game. I think it'll be an ugly game. I, oof! This is this is a real coin for me. And to be completely honest with you, Kel, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I think they come in. I think I don't think they cover. I think they win by three. But I think they come in on the road. I think their defense is fired up, and I think they're healthy. That's the biggest thing for me. I think they're healthy. Cooks, CD, Gallup, none of them are hurt. None of them are hurt. And I, I just I again, Daniel Jones was was solid last year, but I think this defense can kind of give him some trouble and give him some some. Some issues that he's got to work out. He's got to process on his own. And I understand D- Dable is this great motivator to fire fire his squad up. But I just I have, I'm gonna go with the more talented team in this matchup. And I and I know this feels like kind of a cop out because they're the favorite and it's a little boring. Um, but I, I'm gonna pick them here. I think I still have these teams splitting uh, in general. I think I have the Giants winning later in the season when these injuries set in, but. For week one, with both of the teams fully healthy, the Cowboys are a very, very talented roster. I have them going 9-8 and eight and missing the playoffs, but that's really only because I think these injuries are going to set in, and I think Dak's going to slow down. But week one, I think Dak should get up. He should get active. He should have a pretty good game, especially with his three top wide receiver targets all healthy and playing. So the run game is a little bit more of a question, a little bit more of a concern. But I, I, I And I understand Teron Smith is, is in a little bit of trouble with the injury, but I'm going to... I'm going to... Go with the Cowboys. I just think they've got the better QB. They've got the better defense. Um, and I and the big thing with Mink, Wink Martindale is his scheme is great against uh, bad QBs. And I think Dak is not a bad QB. Is he a great QB? No, but he's a bad QB. I don't think. By, I don't think so at all. I think he's he's veteran enough, he's seasoned enough that he can handle those blitzes uh, with enough prowess to give his team the win. Um, so Monday night should be. Caleb, I mean, I think they, they did a great job scheduling this. I thought this is the game of the week in terms of entertainment value, in terms of hype, in terms of how it might turn out. But Battle of New York, Bills at the Jets, Buffalo two-and-a-half-point favorite, Aaron Rodgers debut. Everybody's going to play. Who do you think wins?
1: Yeah, um, this is a really tough one. This is Like you said, this is going to be a great game. A coin flip game. Oh, boy, here we go again. Um, I am going to go with the Jets, though, because obviously they're – at home. There has never been this much excitement around the Jets in so long. I think it's going to be a massive crowd. I think they're going to be extremely hyped. Uh, And then Aaron Rodgers, first game, I think he's going to want to go out and improve. I think this is going to be one of his better games of the season, honestly. Because I think he's going to want to come out and prove that the Jets are for real. The Packers shouldn't have moved on for me or I shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love or whatever. The Jets were right to trade for me. We're going to be really good. And then the Bills. I mean, Von Miller's out, which does put a hamper on their defense. It's still good without him, but it doesn't hit its ceiling without him. So, yeah. the Jets are fresh. Dalvin Cook's going to be fresh. Brees Hall probably first game back. I honestly expect the first couple weeks of the season for Dalvin Cook to get more carries. But I think he's going to be really good. Great one-two punch, though. Probably best running back to do on the league. Uh, The offensive line, that's the big thing for me, is Makai Becton is actually going to be healthy in week one. Mm I don't yeah, know how long that's going to last. Yeah. Uh, but for week one at least, I think the offensive line and then the other tackle was like really old, so he's probably gonna be as fresh as he's gonna be. So this offensive line is probably gonna be as as good as it's gonna be all year early in the season. Um and and that's the biggest weakness of the team. So I think the offensive line will hold just enough with Bills defense without Von Millet. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has something to prove. Yep. Um not, I just don't know. The Bills I have them winning the division still uh by a game, but uh I think this is actually a a good spot for the Jets with just all the excitement, the crowd and and just fresher than ever,
0: yeah um this is just i think this is this is a great opportunity for the jets i think they're going to have all this momentum the bills have a little bit of these questions they'll be like why is stefan Diggs upset oh wait he's no not upset it's totally fine we're totally fine we're great the jets meanwhile i mean they're playing they've got good vibes caleb i think they've got pretty good vibes at least all aaron Rodgers teams have good vibes before the losing starts and i don't think the losing starts this week i've got the jets winning i've got them covering um i think you can't discount the fact that it's a, it's a, everything's a little fresh for New York, so I think they might come out a little slow. But I mean, I Caleb, I've talked about this, but I have them going on a bit of a insanity run. I have them winning. I think their first four games straight. I haven't beaten the Chiefs in that process too, which now looks a little weird. With the Chiefs losing week one, this this looks a little weird that I have that prediction. But at the end of the day, oh, man, it, it, Aaron Rodgers, the first four games of the Aaron Rodgers experience is always really fun, and then when they lose, it starts to get pretty bad. But I think the Jets are going to be. Totally locked in, totally like you know, loving every second of this Aaron Rodgers experience. Early on, I think the defense is going to be juiced up and ready. I don't think they're going to have again no injuries setting in for this team yet. They're going to be in good shape, no negative momentum, none of that stuff. Robert Sala knows he's coach. I mean, everybody in that building knows they're basically playing for their jobs this year because if they don't do very well, they're going to have a there's going to have a lot of questions and a lot of heads are going to roll. Especially because they mortgaged a tad bit of their future to bring Rodgers in. So I think that they're going to be fired up, they're going to be motivated, and this Jets team is going to win because it just seems like they have a little bit more. Juice and they're a little bit re- more ready um, for this matchup. So should be a good game in that battle of New York, but that Caleb, that's the whole week, man, we've got some good matchups on this one, but that is going to wrap up this episode of the on end yards podcast. Caleb and I picking the same team in a lot of a lot of games, but a little different on a couple of divisional matchups, Raiders, Broncos, Cowboys, Giants, and a few others. Caleb, are there any last things you want to say to the people before we sign off?
1: No, I'm just so excited for tomorrow. You know, NFL first full slate is going to be great with the red zone and then watching the games. We're excited, and there's a lot of good games. There's a lot of good games. So it's going to be fun. It's always fun to see because you get your first impressions of teams, and and I love doing
0: that. So yeah. it's going to be a great week. It's going to be great. Football's back. So excited, so happy, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to watching those games tomorrow. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. my co-host, Caleb Arthur. I am Luke There. Stay safe, take care of you, and we'll see you